Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. I'm Rob and here is... Yanis. How are you doing, Rob? Man, I'm good. How's it going? How's it feel to be back in the UK? Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> Celebrating with a pint. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's the best feeling after all the those months. Yeah, I can't hear the cricket. Finally... Did, you, did you leave them behind? <laughs> yeah, I did. I okay, did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> and it's so much more chill here. It's it's great. It's great. I'm, I'm very pleased to be back. <laughs> if you're back like two hours and you're like, so chill. <laughs> yeah. Great work. How are you doing? All good? I'm good. Yeah, I've been driving around the country. I've visited Blackpool, Shrewsbury, Bristol, Bath, and now I'm back in uh, Northampton. So I think yeah. all these teams are the ones that uh, Spurs are going to face until Jesus, the FA yeah. Cup final, <laughs> right? Yeah, I stayed away. Oh, I went to Oxford as well. They could face they could face Oxford. Okay, so be interesting. Next um, round. So yeah, big tour of the UK so far. Um, and then Good. go to London to, tomorrow, I think. I think um, we're trying to avoid the difficult questions, right? We're trying yeah. to to talk about anything else rather anything than FPL because else. this is. This is what's driving us crazy with um, all the decisions we have to make. I don't know. Yeah. I feel very nervous this season. So, very nervous. As you guys know, we've got this new format where we're just going to be doing one podcast a week, which means that today is a Wednesday and we need to reveal our team. And I could not feel further away from revealing a team to you right now. If anything, I feel like I've just opened another Pandora's box as to what I should be Completely. doing. Completely. I don't think we that we will ever have an accurate team reveal on a Wednesday. Uh, on a Wednesday, Man. but um, this means, and this is kind of like a cheesy, a cheeky way of, of doing it, yeah. that you need to follow us on uh, social media because Indeed. we will make the proper team reveals in writing exactly. on Friday, on the dead, close to the deadlines. Exactly, and that will show you uh, because exactly what we, you, you don't always need have. To do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> avoid our captaincies uh, yeah. talk about captaincies well yeah i just wanted to say we are if this is of any interest to anyone we are currently recording during chelsea versus villarreal which has gone into extra time after they took hakim ziyech off with an injury so uh yeah they're in they're in extra time they're in the second half of extra time so by the end we'll be able to give you the result of the super cup final um, which will you will know by the time you listen to the pod anyway exactly exactly (laughs) um but yeah no it's interesting to see they've got you know Pulisic was on the bench Mount was on the bench Mount's come on for Timo Werner uh Kante's gone off uh Christensen's come on for Kurt Zuma he's a five million defender and Aspilicueta didn't start but has now come on as a right wing back uh I mean is that the only thing that stroke weird but but seeing Alonso there Alonso is playing as a left wing back (laughs) (laughs) it's always a strange sight but I think he's and staying. the third centre half is yeah. oh you have to you have to to pronounce it because he's an English one and I will completely Chalaba. ruin it. Trevor okay, Chalaba. Okay. that's what I'm going okay. with. That's that I, I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah, Zuma is also started, which yeah. is also bizarre because mm-hmm. he's been rumored to be going out in multiple different destinations yeah it's weird isn't it so two out of the three center halves are mm-hmm. completely 
were not expected to be there. Centre forward uh, Tammy Abraham is on the bench and he's rumoured to be going out to either Arsenal, Roma, Arsenal. or Roma. Yeah. Um, so there, yeah, really interesting, um, interesting, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> to be honest, you know, for me, it Let was me a very you. good, it was a very good lesson Yeah, because it convinces me that I can't pick a Chelsea asset up until game week seven Yeah, because I can't guess maybe Havertz is nailed on, maybe yeah. Rudiger and Mendy. These are the three players I think that I could possibly um, have in my team earlier, but because of the tough fixtures, I, I think I can wait. Yeah, definitely. Chilwell not being there is a big concern for me because mm-hmm. he's the prime defender that I would like to have, mm-hmm. but I can't bother if he's in and out. Exactly. So it's helpful for me. What Tuchel does is very helpful because I can just ignore the, yeah. the European champions. Yeah, and and the finalist, Man City. Crazy. So <laughs> this crazy. is the most crazy thing that we we are ignoring those two teams. They've both got so many good players. There is no guarantee, and they're all priced very high, which means that you have to put a lot of faith into your player starting. Havertz looks to be a, a good asset to have in FPL, but then if Lukaku comes in. And you take Timo Werner out of the front, the forward position. Does Timo Werner move to the left side? And does that take some time off Kai Havertz? Does Lukaku start all the games? Or is Lukaku, apparently he's flown into London today. It's a good, going to be a great transfer for them. What's the price you're predicting? I'm uh, between 11 and 11.5. I'll mm-hmm. probably say 11.5. Yeah, I'm between 11 and 12, definitely. I think it could be 11. Point, I think it could be 12. Personally, 12, I think it's a bit a bit too much. I think. He's a proven Premier League striker. He is, he is, he is. And yeah, I, I just feel it will be too far-fetched. Okay, okay. He's not... Especially because he's not starting from the beginning. True. So he might kind of go gently into the team. Yeah. So 12 would be a big risk for, for managers to, to get him. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and, and talk about Havertz, because Havertz has been uh, not just in in our show but we hear mm-hmm. him everywhere being one of the prime assets here there all over the shop. he's it's it's a very risky thing now that uh, Lukaku because we mentioned that last week mm-hmm. if he's going to go back to the attacking midfielder position mm-hmm. then what's going to happen with mount as well he's he's kind of clashing he's going to be stepping on the same yeah. uh, positions as Mount so he's less appealing than mm-hmm. what he was as a false nine exactly so I think it's a it's a completely wait and see for Chelsea definitely definitely um, but yeah going forwards I think where I've got them penciled in for potential captaincy choices is game week nine and game week 11 uh, so game week nine they've got Norwich and game week 11, they've got... Oh, God, where the hell has that gone? Burnley. 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 Both <laughs> home games. Both home games. And, uh, yeah, the reasons why I've got those is because Liverpool have uh, Man United, which rules out Bruno, and then they've got West Ham. Uh, Man United have... And Man, have oh, Liverpool and City. Liverpool and, and City. Spurs have West Ham and Everton, neither of which are particularly great. Uh, and then you know you can just keep looking, but you're you're going to struggle outside of Chelsea, really. For to be honest, game week seven is also a great 
game week for Chelsea. They're playing Southampton at home. We'll yeah. talk about Southampton in a minute. Indeed. Uh, and during the same uh, weekend, we've got Liverpool v Man City. Yeah. And Man United Everton. Although yeah. it doesn't seem to be that of a difficult fixture no. for Man United after the friendly no. game. Uh, it's and Spurs are playing Villa. So again, not we are. Really. Let's just explain that we're not considering Spurs to be one of the best teams, mm-hmm. but we're talking mostly about Son as an asset or okay. Kane as an asset. That's why we're talking about captaincies. Exactly. Uh, and we wouldn't include in the conversation because if you were listening to our rules. Mm-hmm. Captaincies are for the top six top teams, players. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. we wouldn't want a captain. Uh, I don't know. It might be unfair, but for Antonio or DCL or Bamford or something like that. Yeah. I'd even, that's I part think of I'd our even struggle to captain. I'd struggle to captain an Arsenal player just because of the way they're less talismanic than Tottenham. Tottenham yeah. are very talismanic with Kane and Son, whereas Arsenal just starts, you know, Leicester are the top t- one of the top teams and I think they're in top six their class is top six and I think as Arsenal are probably just outside the top six West Ham could also be considered but they're also not very talismanic I think Tottenham and Leicester are the ones that aren't in the top four for me that make the top six that I'll be captaining from if that yeah makes sense I agree I agree I agree I agree but, but yeah um let's seven go back nine to... and eleven seven yeah. nine and eleven are great game weeks for Chelsea yeah. captaincy definitely uh because especially because the the other um Liverpool City and United have really bad fixtures and they've also got Brentford Norwich uh in Brentford, Newcastle and okay Leicester in 12 but they've got good yeah. games They've got a run of about three good, uh, five good games in a row there. We need to check what's happening with the Champions League fixtures, though. True. Because that might affect and uh, even the schedule. Yeah. For instance, if they're playing Norwich after a game, a midweek against Bayern Munich, for instance, yeah. maybe that's not the perfect week to to go for a prime asset or something. Yeah, yeah. fair. This is, this is why it's best to kind of review that every week because exactly. we still have a lot of um, not, you know, um, question marks on, exactly. on the schedule. So who's... What about the beginning? Yeah, who's your gaming one then if we're reviewing it week by week? <laughs> it's it's going to be Salah for me. I mean, th- since I decided to bring him in my team, he will be the captain for the majority. Mm-hmm. I have no one else being that highly priced. Nope. I decided to not get Kane mm-hmm. my second prime is Son mm-hmm. so no KDB no Bruno uh, which is definitely a risk uh, KDB is for me more appealing than Bruno Agreed. to be honest and uh, I will say why I won't have Bruno mm-hmm. uh, I'm very convinced uh, by uh, James from Planet FPL I'm really I, I really understand this kind of um, philosophy I like that it. Yeah. Since I'm not gonna captain him right like once probably for the first twelve weeks, mm-hmm. I don't think I need him. Okay. Yeah. This this is this is what has convinced me of not having him. It's very comfortable, of course, the fact that I won't have to spend twelve million. Yeah. But for a player who's so expensive, if you're not if you're not planning him. on captaining him, yeah, maybe just don't have him. Don't get him. Yeah. I think the captaincies for me for Bruno come 
a little bit later on. I think, you know, I'm looking more at the game weeks, uh, I don't know, 12, 13, 12. It's 15, 14, and later 15. on, which yeah. They're is the a, ones a where phenomenal run, phenomenal run. Yeah. They're playing Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Wolves, Villa, yeah. West Ham, Burnley, Southampton. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Up until mid February, uh, they've got more than ten fixtures that are uh, almost all of them are green in the yeah. um, fixture difficulty rating. Yeah, and also the other one is four, and four is versus Newcastle, and there's quite a strong chance that Newcastle could come out as a solid defensive unit that in this season. Um, so you know, Bruno versus Newcastle could come out away with quite a few goals, but you've got again Son against Crystal Palace, or Kane yeah. against Crystal Palace. And, you know, you Liverpool assets against your Leeds assets. And that was a 4-3 win for Leeds last season in the respective fixture, yeah. fixture I think, wasn't it? It was, yes. So, Game week one, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that interested in Man United after all. I originally was thinking of uh, Shaw and Bruno. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just ended up with Greenwood. <laughs> because it's kind of in between, in my opinion. And I think that... With all the uh, ambiguity that is happening with between the, you know, who's playing, who's not playing, mm-hmm. Greenwood is probably the one who's going to be there at the beginning, up mm-hmm. until game week five, which uh, whether it kind of there's a twist in, yeah. in the fixtures. Okay, let me. I think we've bit. got some relevant questions about that, but we'll leave that at the end when we have when we talk about all the, the questions that we have from listeners. Okay. Let me paint a picture for you. So we've, we've got our game week one. You go into game week two. You've just seen the news. Southampton have sold Vestergaard to Leicester. Yep. Southampton in game week two play Man United. And you don't have yeah. Bruno. And this is a team that have no top quality striker anymore because they've just sold him. They've got, you know, Che Adams, who is great in it, on his day, but he's very patchy. And if he's not on a patch... He doesn't tend to score. He can score against all the teams. You know, he scored against Man City, scored some very good goals last season, but very, like, streaky. They've now lost their main central defender and they've got um, Bednarek. No goalkeeper. Salisu. No goalkeeper that's good enough for the Premier League. They've got there is a, a rumour that they, they want to loan uh, Ward from Leicester. Just mentioning Ooh. that. But... Is he Premier League? Stand- He's another second goalkeeper, really, isn't he? Personally. He is, he is. We haven't seen him play a lot apart from the Euros, but yeah, you're right. You're right. That that's what we call hide behind the couch. <laughs> exactly. The last game Man United played against Southampton was a nine-goal thriller, and if you know they're in the same sort of format and it's the same sort of problem, then uh, that for me is a much better fixture for Bruno than Liverpool against Burnley. I agree. Is it but, a better fixture, though, than KDB versus Norwich? Not necessarily. If Do you KDB remember what playing. happened the last time The last time KDB played against Norwich? No. <laughs> he scored twice and assisted. He had a massive return. It was the last game really? of the, the, the season, mm-hmm. the pre-COVID season. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't buy him anyway. I know that it's very That's appealing. Bad. Yeah, yeah. But it, because you said Southampton... Mm-hmm. Who says that it's not Greenwood who gets a hat trick? True, you got a From good point. From two assists there. by Bruno, I don't know. I don't care. 
who's going to assist him. But for me, it's the um, it's very much the uh, talisman theory with Bruno and, and yeah, Man United, obviously. and I'd rather have the guy that's most likely to get the top points. Um, they in have... an away game, especially. Southampton have signed Adam Armstrong, I think, haven't they? He, they have, yes. Yeah, he's confirmed. He's so yeah. that's that gives them a someone. They've also got Nathan Teller. Shane Long has been re-added into the game. So there is like there is some coverage there, but if, it's not quality. Yeah, there's some real struggles going on with this team from what I can see from the outside. It was a shocking reference, the, the Vestergaard one. We just mm-hmm. read that um, they already accepted an offer from Leicester. Leicester is really chasing up for a, a centre-half because of what happened to Fofana. Yeah. And Evans is not yet ready. Mm-hmm. And I think that Rogers was looking for someone really specific. Mm-hmm. And Vestergaard is a good is a good player. He's solid. And know? in a good team, he would be a very good asset. Hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with the set pieces because if they, yeah, they, they've got decent. Uh, Bertrand has really good, good delivery, delivery. So James Madison's got good delivery. <laughs> you know, they've got yeah. they've got good deliverers of the ball. Uh, so yeah, game week two, of course, of course, Bruno and maybe a City. If yeah. if you go for Mares, I don't know, would be a good uh, a good captaincy. Yeah, the. And then game week three, if you kind of stick to the August captaincies, because yep. after that, there's a lot of there's the international things that break. we don't know yet. Yeah, uh, I would definitely go with Son against yep. Watford. Son against Watford I, sounds good. Um, Antonio yeah, against Palace, maybe. He was yep. so lucky last year. Maybe to this year, kind of. It's a good one. You've got uh, Leicester against Norwich, maybe. Uh, depends how strong Norwich come out, um, and if you. I've got told you, I'm, I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid of Leicester this season. I don't yeah. know who's starting. It's probably Leicester. It's probably Vardy. I think it's Vardy, front. isn't it? Yeah. Yes, but who knows? Who knows? And is he going to play the full yeah. ninety minutes? I don't think so. The other one for me would be City Arsenal. Like I think City could. Okay, I'm a Spurs fan. Everyone knows that. But like City versus Arsenal <laughs> could be. Uh, you know, there, there could be some goals in that. The only thing for me is that City don't seem to be warming up. Do you know what I mean? They don't seem to yeah, be the machine. They always are late starters. Firing. So you've got Diaz and Ake have started every single game at centre-back in their preseason. All four games has been started by Diaz and Ake at centre-back, which is strange. De Bruyne hasn't started a single game. Uh, they don't have a striker. Zach Steffens started every game because of... Um, Edison being out at the not yeah. the Olympics, it was the Copa America, right? Yeah, he, um, he came back late. Mendy started every game at left back. Uh, Cancelo started every game at right back. So they've had a stable back line for the first time for the first four games I've ever seen City have a stable like, back line for. But not the ones that you're expecting to have. But exactly, Diaz is the only one that <laughs> looks likely. Uh, Fernandinho started most, started all of them. Gundogan started the last two. Torres started as a lone striker with Mares on the right wing um, in the last one. And Mares was right wing for the last two or three. Uh, three. Yeah. So there's, there seems to be some consistency, but that seems more because they're waiting for players to come back and to get fitness. But because when they now t- they, they lack the depth that they will have in the season. Exactly, exactly. I'd say game week we, eight, you've got yeah. a pretty solid run for City. And I think that's when they're going to be 
cooking on gas, maybe. This is why there's a lot of talk about a wild card in game week seven. Yeah. Because that's when you can triple up on Chelsea and City. Chelsea fixture turn. It's great. Because it's a fantastic turn. Um, we have to be cautious on what's going to happen with... Um, oh, I, I forget that. Is it the... Confed- no, what's that? The, I think the you're Chelsea trying to say Premier. Harry Kane, but okay. No, 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 no. I, I know I wouldn't mention that to you. Um, the Cup of no, Nations. The, no, the, the Cup of Club World Cup. I think so. Yeah. So yeah. Chelsea's going to miss. There's a there's a Ben Krellin. That's way uh, far in advance. Brit- I think that's game week seventeen and eighteen. Okay, so yeah, there's it's a, there Everton and Wolves to- in seventeen and eighteen. So those two games will move. And- but that's when the Manchester United turn happens. So uh, that's another good option. Game week for, 15, um, I'd say, is the Man United turn, yeah. personally. You've got yeah. Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Wolves, Villa. Yeah, they're all great. Have you noticed that we're still avoiding the the dangerous questions of who are we picking for our team in game week one? We we hit captaincy. <laughs> we've gone so we've we've done yeah. captaincy for up to game week three for the the view the listeners. We can I mean I've got I've got quite a lot of captains plugged in. Uh okay. I did did mention game week four. Um, but then we can, the, you know, we can hit into a, a team reveal. But we've got a we've got a watch list to put out first, so no rush, Yanis. Hold your horses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm only saying that because I I'm still struggling with picking up my players. That's why. But... Am I swaying you? Is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> okay, game so, week four. Get... I've got Man United versus Newcastle. I think we just meant we already mentioned that. Yeah. Um. It's, it's Spurs Palace one. is not bad. Spurs Palace. It depends how Palace set up. I, Especially I wonder if Palace going more attacking would make them a more stable defensive unit. That's yeah. one of the things I'm sort of playing with, and whether Guaita would be a good, will be a good keeper this season because he's shown us that he, he's a good shot stopper, he's a good keeper, and Palace have shown us that they're going to be taking on more shots this season because they're playing more fluid football. So does that mean he's going to get? more saves and saves. similar amounts of clean sheets, which would be really interesting. Or does yeah. that mean he's going to get far less clean sheets <laughs> and maybe some more saves, which would be less interesting. Um, so yeah, I'd say Tottenham are a good one for that, but I've got mine on Man United for that week. Leicester Man City is the, the tough one, the one that rules out quite a lot. Um, Leeds Liverpool is not an, an and Leeds easy Liverpool one for Liverpool. A great one either, no. So there you go there. Maybe the Arsenal Norwich, if someone's got faith in an Arsenal player. Yep. I don't know. It, it what is difficult with the Arsenal ones is that even if they show good signs, they will have been playing against Brentford, which mm-hmm. is a difficult like a first picture against a newly promoted team after 57 yep. years, yep. an away game, yep. like with fans. Yeah. And then they're playing Chelsea and City. Man City. So we don't have the time to to realize if they are properly like if they're nope. better than what we're expecting them to be. Yeah. I wouldn't be messing around there. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, but it's possible. It depends if, if Norwich are also a more solid defensive unit. We'll have three games to judge that by. So we'll see, won't we? Um, yeah. Game week five, you've got Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Leicester, Brighton, maybe not. Um, but Man City, Southampton. Man City, oh, Southampton. That's a good one. There it is. There's your one. United versus West Ham, maybe not. But yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Liverpool or City, doesn't it, really? I think so, too. If yeah. if you don't have a city player, which is not that um, hard, 
I mean, I, I can't seem to fit a City player, and at least a captainable no. City player. Um, then probably you should go with the Liverpool one. Yeah, I can't definitely. see it for anything else. Definitely. Uh, and then game week six, we'll do up to we'll do up to the swing in seven, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So game week six, uh, I've got I've got the Salah. Leicester Burnley is a good one. Leicester Burnley, great pick. Salah versus Brentford. Another good pick if Brentford are going all out attack. That could be very or interesting. Or Mane against Brentford because it's an away game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea we all know Man that City Salah is, is, so, is so much better in Anfield. True. That's true. why I mentioned that. <laughs> Man um, United is not that good of a good one. It's against Villa. I'm not that. Yeah. We need to see how Villa is going to show up. North London derby. Harry Kane loves a goal if he's there. <laughs> if he's there, I was going to say Harry Kane against Chelsea. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that to me. He scored some great goals against Chelsea. I'm sure he'd be great. Just yes, great he <laughs> okay, and then last but not least, game week seven. Um, I have Hyunmin Son down against Aston Villa, which might not be the best, but the main problem here is Liverpool play Man City, which is the two. Uh, major captain of all sides. Your other one is Leicester. Crystal For me, Palace. it's Lukaku. Lukaku against Southampton. Chelsea against Southampton. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of a. It shouts out that this is the the best picture of the of the week. That's true. Uh, but for, if if so Lukaku has started playing, yeah, I yeah, think he's he's going to be fifty percent owned. If you're on Lukaku, does that mean? Therefore, that Jamie Vardy is on your watch list. Let me explain. Oh, okay. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> so Jamie Vardy uh, is 10.5, which is very expensive for Jamie Vardy. Completely agree with everything they say on Planet FPL. He's overpriced. Um, but it's also a great price point to be jumping to players like Harry Kane and uh, like Lukaku. Lukaku. They've also got three good fixtures before game week four where you're going to see Lukaku and Harry Kane, if they're moving, bedding in uh, versus Wolves, West Ham and Norwich. So we could see some good returns for for Vardy in those fixtures and then switch over to Lukaku because you've got the cash. Whereas if you're on an Antonio and a Calvert-Lewin or, you know, if you're around a 8.0 or something like that, you're, you're going to struggle to get up plus, you know, 3 million somewhere, you know? Yes, that's one way of seeing it. Uh, mm-hmm. I agree, but I so much prefer to have both Antonio, Ings, and whoever else, yeah. and downgrading them. Okay. Or, for instance, that's a good timing for me to get rid of Greenwood and even getting a, a brown hill, like a, a 4.5 midfielder, yeah. getting completely rid of, of the good midfield, one of a, a good midfield assets, yeah. and upgrading um a decent attacker I think that's so right. yeah the, the, these are the two ways of doing it of course mm-hmm. i don't have trust in vardy which kind of sounds really bizarre because he's one of the best strikers yeah <laughs> the last seven, six seven years mm-hmm. but yeah i prefer to have it more balanced up until then and when we see lukaku or kane being part of the game then mm-hmm. I will start making my strategy. I can't predict now. Agreed. Of what's going to happen. I think I think the Vardy transfer is something that really entices me. But you are right. It is it's really difficult to 
commit to Jamie Vardy when you know Ian Acho should be playing in that position. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it should be two at the front for Leicester, but they're playing this this one up front like they did against City, um, which is just a bit too difficult for me to to sort of sit on. Yeah, and and they've got so many assets that can return anytime. If if Madison plays, Barnes plays. Yeah. They become a fantastic team, but at the same time, it kind of... And I'm, I'm certain that Vardy is not going to be playing 90 minutes every week. No, not with Dakota on the bench, who's got lightning pace. And remember what happened, even in games that he returned big, yeah, he was subbed off, and then even the penalties were taken by Tielemans or... Oh, yeah, so yeah you can't even be sure of what's going to happen after the 17th minute, which yeah. if there are goals, he's not going to be there. Definitely. So I wouldn't have him just to keep the the money warm for a bigger transfer. It's yeah. too late for me. Game week seven is too late. If that was... If I knew that Lukaku would be a great asset for game week three, mm-hmm. I would probably consider it more. Mm-hmm. But uh, till game week seven, there's a there's a long long way till there. Yeah, definitely. I'm with you there. Let's wait and see. Um, what does that leave us on to? The watch list. The watch list. Yes. Why not? I mean, my phone's going mad at the minute because Chelsea are at penalties with Villarreal, so I'm getting goal oh. notifications every two seconds, which is quite annoying. <laughs> yeah. At uh, the moment, we've got Havertz. Oh my god, we jinxed him. He missed exactly. the first. Poor lad. But it's two, three, two. Mm-hmm. For Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah, so far. Two. There we go. Alonso is paying back for. He's there. He scored. Mason Mount scored. Aspilicueta scored. Uh, and they've had two goals and one miss. So yeah, it's it's evens as it stands. Just got to see the next one go in. Did Moy Kepa get booked over the penalty shootout? I, I mean, that's what I see in live score, and that's hilarious. Oh, God. Was he asked to? be subbed off and he didn't and he refused oh, God, I, don't know. I, I have no idea with that guy he's mad okay going back to the watch list yeah we've had this new um development which mm-hmm. uh, i don't know how it's gonna um, turn out it's the robertson situation yeah and uh because uh, we're one of the few podcasts that have a greek speaking uh, i have to pronounce the name correctly i've Please. heard so many different it's timikas 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 brilliant i've i've written it on twitter like kind of in the way that it's on google you know okay. trying to to help out it it hasn't helped no i've heard some really funny uh, ways he is really into in consideration for, for me as well i mean I was thinking of a four million defender anyway. So yeah. why not have a Liverpool player who, even if Milner starts, exactly. I think, uh, I mean, you're fine. I kind of love the fact that I've got a player that will be a bench fodder at game week four. Do you know what I mean? Like by game week four, he'll probably be sat on my bench and he'll just stay there on my bench for the rest yeah. of the season. And I mean, unless you want to triple Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, if you if you see if, if you see Robertson coming back in game four or five, mm-hmm. because it might not be so bad as it looked. If you see him coming back, then uh, maybe holding on to Timikas is is kind of useless. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other four point uh, zero defender is Amati, right? Yes. 
for Leicester. But what's happening if Vestergaard signs? Exactly. Is he going to play? Exactly. It's a difficult one to go into, isn't it? Uh, it is. It is. I really like the fact that uh, Rogers decided to play him. Mm-hmm. And uh, indeed, he kind of stays <clears throat> in his in his spot more. I mean, I yeah. prefer him trying to sign a different centre-half instead of moving players around uh-huh. because that makes them more solid. Remember when Ndidi played as a centre-half, he, mm-hmm. was, he was good, of course, but he's out of position and it's such a shame. Yeah, uh, He's such a great defensive midfielder. It's a, it's a shame to put him back there. Uh, so I don't know if Amarte is... He's a great asset for the beginning. They've got a decent run, mm-hmm. maybe more than decent, mm-hmm. playing Wolves, West Ham, Norwich, City, Brighton, Burnley, Palace in the first yeah. seven. That's why the we've got the Vardy versus Lukaku thing yeah. as a swap. But um, I don't know. It's 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 something that I wouldn't take a risk because there is um, another player coming in probably. Yeah, exactly. And it's not the ideal transfer that you would like to to have anyway. No, agreed. I do have. A player, a, a lesser player in consideration, and that's I know I who it two is. of them. Come on, I think I know who this is. It's the two wing backs, Pereira, Pereira, and, and Bertrand. Bertrand. Okay, yes. Bertrand is mostly because of the set pieces. He's been on set pieces for most of the friendly games, mm-hmm. and although uh, we don't, I mean, there is Sayon too, who's a is a great, um, you know, very tall guy. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been scoring much, though, mm-hmm. to be honest, for Leicester. Agreed, yeah. And they haven't been scoring that much from set pieces. It's not like they're lethal uh, weapon or something. Yeah. But still, having a player on, on set pieces, a, a left back, with yeah. uh, quite a big possibility of clean sheet, is uh-huh. not bad at all. No, not at all. The Pereira one, who was in my... Um, team at the moment mm-hmm. because I didn't want to have the Man United one the um, I was thinking Luke of Shaw. The, either Shaw or or as a differential the uh, right, right back, back Wambisaka um, Wambisaka yeah yep. so I'm thinking of another right back and it's Pereira for two reasons first of all he looks like he's kind of back in yeah. what we were used to he had a very serious injury uh, mm-hmm. two seasons ago and uh, last year he wasn't the player we know. Not at all. And now he seems to be more attacking as he is always. He's he's a great defender. He's a great player. Yeah. And the second reason is that even if things change with Castagna going back or even Justin coming back, mm-hmm. he's he can easily play as a right midfielder or that more is attacking. True. And that is and a very that, good place for him to be because they don't have someone that's dominating that right midfield slot at the minute it's Perez that's playing there but he's not a natural right winger Chelsea have won the Super Cup 6-5 on penalties Rudiger scored the winning penalty just to let you know um (laughs) so yeah they've got a right midfielder slot but it's not confirmed and if Castagna comes in and takes the right back position then you which is where he's preferred to play anyway. Anyway, You've got Justin, who also likes playing there when he's back. Uh, And yeah, there's just a lot more squad depth. So it allows Pereira to potentially play that position. And if he does that, his price will rise definitely in the first three weeks, without a doubt. I mean, we need some time because Castagna is 
back in training so that's mm-hmm. not a problem justin will be back after november i think so he's not part of the early plans for leicester exactly. uh, but yeah pereira is for me one of the best um potentially like you know uh, yeah, assets agreed. that will bring you money if if you kind of invest early enough yep he's definitely on my watch list agreed with that uh so Talking about my defence, this mm-hmm. is what I am. At the moment, I've got the double Liverpool defence with Tsimikas and uh, TAA. Yep. Uh, Dinia and Pereira are the kind of high-priced... Are you giving me your five. team or are you giving me your watch list? I'm oh. giving you my team. You're right. Whoa. Yeah, yeah dangerous. So stuff. this is dangerous. This is a big reveal, man. <laughs> it's not. No, because it's going to change. <laughs> okay, let's just start. Let's go back to goalkeepers. We haven't selected goalkeepers. Okay. Watch this yeah. for goalkeepers. I've got Sanchez, Bachman, and I've got um, Guaita and uh, Schmeichel. All the 4.5? Oh, there you go. You've got a five. Yeah. Five Schmeichel for goal. me is one of those that he's guaranteed to play. He's got a penalty save in him. So if he gets those penalty saves, he has a very good season. Doesn't get many save points, doesn't get many bonus points, but um it's a decent price. It's almost guaranteed to have a hundred and thirty to hundred and fifty point season. Yeah, I agree. The only question for me is if we're really thinking of defensive assets, mm-hmm. uh, then why should we have a goalkeeper over Exactly. Yeah, because all the players we mentioned, Pereira or Bertrand, or even Vassergaard, for instance, if you're bold enough, yeah, might have more with yeah. their attacking uh, returns as well for a pretty similar price. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, or cheaper. Mm-hmm. Remember, I was on on Meslier. That yeah. was my goalkeeper, but yeah. uh, the way that they have been, uh, uh, like the defense is terrible so far yeah. for Leeds. It it's it's it might be it. I hope it's just the, because it's the friendly games and it's the preseason. Yeah, but it's not encouraging at all. No. Uh, so I decided to go with no goalkeeper and no defender from Leeds, which Whoa. is yeah, no Ailing. Ailing would be a great choice. Yeah. He's on my watch list, but not yet. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that he's going to return massively at the beginning. And when I buy him, he's going to stop. Yeah. But uh, anyway, this is what we call it. Not so fantasy football. I'm Indeed. not getting him. So guys, you should. Exactly. I'll take that advice. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I I went from my, my goalkeeper route has been hilarious. I started with Ederson, which I still think is a good I think it's a solid pick. Really solid pick. It's a very good pick. Uh, And I've ended up having the two uh, Watford keepers in mind. Amazing. uh, Yeah, I agree. The the ones you mentioned are the Mm -hmm. ones to have in our shortlist. For some reason, I'm not convinced with Sanchez, Mm -hmm. which probably means you should be. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't trust that they're going to be that good. I think we're overestimating what they did, even the X, XG and all those things. The stats I told you last time, I'm not into them. The thing, Something doesn't fit for me. The thing for me is that we were sort of given the information that uh, Watford have had a good season in the championship. They've been a solid defence. They've been one of the best defensive units in the championship, which is why they should be performing well coming up this into this league. Uh, Norwich in a similar way. Brentford are going to be the ones that go gung-ho, concede lots of goals, but also uh, score a lot of goals. 
Um, and that's sort of the general feel about these promoted teams. Watford played Crystal Palace in a friendly and it was a 3-1 win for Crystal Palace, which sort of worries me. But the only thing that sort of saves that is that Watford haven't really played their full team in any of their games. If you look at their team, it's just like absolute mismatch. It's quite often difficult to find which team is actually playing because they're playing two different games on the same day against different opponents. Yeah. It's, so it's really, really weird. Um, but like, I, I get the feeling Bachmann is a great keeper, but with rumours around him, I'm a bit worried about that as well. So do we just suck it up and risk a Crystal Palace? I, I can't, I don't want Sanchez because I don't want two players in my defence from Brighton, even though it's the most sensible choice by far. Yeah, I agree. But um, talking about the defence, I mean, you see what happened with Johnson last season. He was so good, mm-hmm. despite them conceding a lot. Yeah. So true. I don't mind. I've, I've gone back to my theory. Mm-hmm. Don't spend much on the goalkeeper. Good. He's going to turn at yeah. some point. He's got a turn. Not Great much, run of pictures. Great run of pictures. Aim for big. Just nope. go for a safe, cheap choice. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> cool. Uh, defenders, hit me up. With uh, shortlist, you mean? Shortlist. So, yeah, with Chelsea out of the picture and probably United out of the picture, for some reason, I don't trust their defence at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have decent pictures. Mm-hmm. But for instance, Leeds, I'm not sure that they will keep a clean sheet. And Fair. then, okay, Southampton is a is a good fixture to kind of aim for a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Wolves, I still think that they have things to show this season. They're mm-hmm. not going to be that neutral as they mm-hmm. were last year. I think that's fair. So Man United are not in my uh, radar. My radar. Yeah. I'm very concerned about Dinia. I mm-hmm. like him. He was one of the first players I got in my team, but I'm yep. getting cold feet. I think yep. I'm going to stick to him, although he's not one of the good players for me when I pick him. He's gone now. He's gone from my team, just to let you know. He's gone, yeah. See? So we're thinking in a similar way. Uh, but definitely not another Everton asset. I'm... I talked about the lesser ones. Yeah. I was really keen on having um, a mid-priced Liverpool one. But mm-hmm. I'm very concerned on who's going to play next to Van Dijk. Yeah, definitely. And for now, it seems to be Matip and not Konate. Yeah. So I probably will keep um, away or stay away. It's when they're and all fit, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, we're like, waiting to see how they're going to gel as well. They've got some great... Because you've got Gomez as well. Who exactly. Is, has started playing a, a lot. And Difficult. then you've got the West Ham ones. Mm-hmm. But the problem with West Ham is that the fixtures are okay. They're not great. Mm-hmm. They got um, Leicester, Man United in the first seven. And uh, yeah, they've got Leeds as well. Yeah. So defensively, they're not fantastic. And the fact that they're looking so much for a centre half kind of shows that they're not that confident yet. Exactly. Soufal is a great price. Agreed. And has a lot of attacking returns. So he's one of my top players as a, in the watch list. I'm really happy, coming in. happy having him there. Yeah, he's he's just the best, for me, the best 5.0 uh, defender. Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, so, uh, and Villa, the the fact that they got, um, it's not, I, thought, I don't think it's announced yet, is it? 
the loan spell uh, from Man United. Juan Tepe. Uh, yeah, it's oh, in. it is announced. It's, Sorry, it's in the in the actual uh, game as well. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, so this kind of complicates things because there are so many five million defenders. They're all at the same price. Yeah, uh, Tuanzebe is the only four point five. So that could be an edge on something cheaper for me. But we haven't seen him play. So if he comes in, exactly. Why? Why would he replace any of their players? They've got some great players in there, haven't they? And they're they're four ones. I mean, Target is for me at risk. He was the one mm-hmm. that I had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so Young is possibly coming in in few occasions. Yeah, I'm not sure that he's going to play all all fixtures. So agreed. I don't know. Not very convinced. It would probably be better if we had a Martinez instead of a defender. In this case, it's the opposite, as we said earlier. Agreed. You're not expecting the attacking returns from these players. No. Nope, I either. think this is it. Uh, what about Spurs? I don't know. Maybe Romero is kind of making Reggion a better asset. He's a five million centre-back. He could be good. But for me, I, I'm not certain. I would probably avoid Spurs defence for now uh, especially as they start with Man City but yeah. if I was looking at them I'd say they've you know they've got two three and four are quite good then they've got three difficults then they've got one or two you know Newcastle West Ham United Everton so it's not a clear good run they did I did notice they did rotate really well with Arsenal um, mm. you could go Brentford Wolves Watford Norwich, Burnley, North London Derby, Brighton or Aston Villa, Newcastle or Crystal Palace, uh, West Ham or Villa. So there's quite a good little rotation early on with Arsenal. Um, So if you wanted to go for someone along the lines of uh, Ben White and Eric Dyer, you've got two fairly good uh, 4.5 defenders in, should be first place in their team, really. They should be starters in their teams, but Probably yes. It's it's still a bit of a, a bit of a risk, and you've got game week seven, which is uh, the North London derby. So yeah, I think for yeah. me, I'd avoid Spurs defence because I don't know what they're going to do. I'd avoid Arsenal defence because I don't trust Arsenal defence. Uh, the only other one I'd probably add is a Burnley defender in Lowton or Taylor. True, true. They they've got some bad fixtures, but they they are so solid. You know. At- at home, they can be so solid. With a yeah. with a, a turf moor with a full stadium, they could be really solid. So, you know, Brighton, uh, okay, Liverpool maybe not. Leeds at home, Arsenal at home, Norwich at home, Brentford at home. You could really see them getting some clean sheets there. And then yeah, if they Southampton away, Everton away, uh, yeah, there's a couple of couple it's of decent, possible yeah. clean sheets there as well. Just to uh, point out, because I've been, it's one of the reasons that I've I've had. Uh, headaches and on how to to choose my players is yep. that game week three we've got the Chelsea Liverpool fixture uh-huh. and the Arsenal Man City. Originally, yep. I had White Ben White in my team, yeah, and I had uh, Omo Badimidele as uh-huh. well as the four million defender, and so who's playing against Leicester, yeah. So I I had two players against Chelsea, one against Man City, and one against Leicester, and suddenly yep. there's no defense. I mean, TAA is fixture proof. Exactly, course, but he's the only defender that would make sense. Yeah. Um, so what I decided that that's when I decided that I have to go to a lesser one against Norwich, uh-huh. because it kind of gives um, 
because I mean Leeds is playing Burnley away, mm-hmm. not that easy. Maybe that could be a good choice. Then you could have a West Ham player against Crystal Palace mm-hmm. or a Spurs against Watford. Mm-hmm. You have to think of, of that game week. It's a really bad one. Yeah. Definitely. And that was the originally my thought on Aston Villa, mm-hmm. but then I would definitely just sell him after that. So yeah. I don't know if I would keep them just for three game weeks. Yeah. So think a bit a bit of that, not the long term, but at least the end of the month. Yeah. Because at the moment, when I when I kind of build my first two, two game weeks team, it seemed so great, and suddenly it was so red in game yeah. week three. Three does look red for me at the minute as well. I've got three Liverpools in my current team. And yeah. just uh, the only thing to factor in is I'm going to try and save my transfer after game week one, which means yeah, you know, game week two, two I'm not going to use a transfer. Game week three, I should have two transfers. And what I'm going to try and do is use one transfer in game week three and then have two for the international breaks just as a short-term plan. Yeah, I don't know who I'm transferring in. I've not planned those because there are going to be problems with so many changes uh, yeah all sorts but that's the idea for now yeah but have have that in mind because we probably everyone has a, a liverpool asset exactly uh, and they're playing chelsea and so just be aware if you have an arsenal as well exactly it doesn't look that good right midfield hit us up midfield i think that's the most difficult for me yeah because there's an abundance of great players in the price that i hate <laughs> and that's six and six point five. I've been pretty harsh with mine. I think I've kept them pretty much to a minimum. Yeah, I think I would. I want them all. I would like Ben Rama. I would like yep. Rafinha. I would like Harrison at some point. Yeah. I would really like uh, Bowen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've said two Leeds and two West Ham. That's kind of <laughs> a bizarre one, but it shows where you are, doesn't still, it? What about Jot and Greenwood? A bit more expensive, but still in these mid-price that is it's not helping you build. It doesn't allow you to have primes. That's yeah. why I can't afford Bruno or KDB alongside uh, Salah. Yeah. that That's my problem. But at the same time, I, I want those players because I think that they're going to be great value. I agree. I think they there's a lot of value down there. There's a, you know, yeah, there's... It's such a difficult one to keep. But yeah, I've got Mares as the highest priced. Uh, I've got Jota. And then everything in there is the 6.5s. Rafinha, Buendia, Harrison, Saar, Smithrow. Uh, and then you've also got players along the lines of... Um, oh, man. Who's the other 6.5s? Even the, even the... Some of the Spurs players. The... Back, yeah, Saka. Trinchow. Yeah, Trinchow. Yeah, I like all of those. And of course, my favorite, Mbelmo. Exactly. I can't even fit this guy. I mean, I'm, I'm advocating. I'm so in favor, and I can't fit him in. It's, it's it's really depressing. Really difficult. You've got great players at Spurs. You've got great players at Arsenal on those. You've got great players in so many clubs. And it's not necessarily about getting them in right now, but it's about working no. out when these guys are going to fire and getting them when they fire. So, you know. Stephen Bergwin's six million. And if he starts against City, it's likely that he's going to start against Wolves, Watford and Palace as well, because it's likely that Kane isn't going to be, um, yeah. you know, particularly solid. Um, what about Kyle Willock? Hammer. Joe Willock, Willock is for Newcastle. Yeah, I think that's it's probably going shout. back on lo- either on loan or even on transfer. 
Is it not and gone through? I is like it? It's not through. on the game, though. Okay, fair. And uh, there's also a rumour that uh, Holding is also uh, asked to, to go on loan in Newcastle. Really? Yes, Rob Holding. That would be <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that the midfield is the big problem. Agreed. Uh, I think that uh, this is why I said that I probably will have five proper, you know, players in, in the midfield. Although the issue is that I, I want to have Son and Rafinha from the exactly. beginning. Yeah, and they're okay. starting with the worst possible fixtures. Agreed. Man City and Man United. Yep. Uh, but I can't not have them. I think you're not wrong. I think there's every chance one of those players can get a return in that first fixture. That's my prediction for the game week. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get so, half a return from each of those players. Half, uh, yeah. Just yeah. half an assist by Rafinha. And, uh... Any super cheaps in there that you like? 4.5? 4.5. I think that we... Uh, did we talk about that last week? Um the Spurs situation is really skip. interesting. We spoke about skip, skip is... on our private chat, I think, not here. Okay, skip is kind of looking like he's playing in in friendly game. Agreed. I think he starts for us. And I mean, unless you're afraid of um, keeping one of the three Spurs, uh, but he, uh, would you ever triple up on Spurs? I don't think you would. Hey, not you personally, saying? but... I definitely would. No, I'm you stupid. talked about the talismans. <laughs> it's just them two. And exactly. The one is is almost gone. Gone, exactly. So, so um, I don't think that that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, you've got Brownhill. You've got uh, Gilmore. And yeah. he's been very active in the friendly games. He's Basuma as well. Yeah, he's the, he's the last in the pecking order for me. Agreed. Because he's just there for the two-pointer. Constant, uh, you know, he's going to get you 75 and 80 points a season. Maybe three if they exactly. keep a clean sheet. That's it. But he'll probably get a yellow card as well. I mean, not that Skip is going to score or... Yeah. Gilmer might be more attacking, um, maybe a, an odd I, assist or something. I do Could like the be. idea of Gilmore, and I think he's the one that actually finds his way into my team in the end. Not because of the whole, he's going to be more attacking, more because of the fact that I don't think I'm ever going to triple up on Norwich. It's the same with my third goalkeeper. You think? You yeah, think. My, my third goalkeeper is never going to be triple, you know, is, yeah. I think it's the Watford uh, Foster because I'm never going to triple up on Watford. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good, that's a good strategy. Uh, and then strike force. Unless, uh-huh. I mean... Yeah, okay. Go for it. Strike force. Yeah, we didn't we didn't mention Dele Ali, but I think it's kind of not to jinx it. We shouldn't mention Dele. No he one should mention Dele be, Ali. He could be an amazing asset. We don't mention Dele Ali. That's and we did mention Cantwell as well, who is also a very cheap and good asset. Yeah. But if you're going for Gilmore, you wouldn't have both of them. So no. kind of you have to decide one of the two. Okay. As for the attack, I mean, you know. Fabio Silva for me is the, the first, but he's not playing. I, I'm not sure if, if he's going to play. Agreed. So I don't think that I should mention him again. I think he could play. There's a there's a whole bunch of players uh, that were added yesterday. Um, all these six point noughts and five point fives and five million strikers. A whole bunch of them got added yesterday, uh, yeah. like Shane Long, Dane Scarlett. Um, Kucho, Armstrong. All sorts of players. Armstrong, all sorts of players went in. So there's all of a sudden been a massive glut of 4.5s and above. And we're going to 
I have to do a little bit more diving on whether there's actually any quality in there. The one I did pick out was this uh, Kucho from Watford. Watford, yeah. Who is trying to hold on to his place. He's trying to, he's been out on loan for the past two seasons and he's been playing at Getafe and he's been playing at a couple of other clubs uh, in Spain. And there are all the media reports that are coming out of Watford are saying that he's staying and fighting for his place this season. And he started every preseason match on the left wing, as far as we can see. Um, so he could be a good quality 5.5, but other than that, below six, well, six and below, I can't really see anything. Pookie, maybe. Maybe, but even on his really good season two years ago, it was there was a limit and it, yeah. it's, it wasn't that high. Yeah. Um, I think we've got a question regarding that. So let's not overdo it with the cheap ones. Okay, go for it. Uh, so the lesser ones, there are three of them. They're all good. Yeah. But I stay away. I can't decide. I can't guess. Okay. Anyone could score. I mean, Daka can enter or like can come in in the 18th minute and score. Agreed. Uh, it's it's out of the picture for me. Yeah. Then we've got um, for me the Bamford Calvert Lewin is a great and Inks. This yeah. is the great price. Yeah. Bracket of um, eight million. Yeah. You would probably get one or two if you're aiming to upgrade later on. Agreed. And the only nails that I'm not leaving without is Antonio. Agreed. He's, for me, the best price for what he's giving. He's definitely in there. Especially with Watkins being slightly in doubt, not only because of the knock he had, but because of what's going to happen with him and, and Danny Ings. Yeah, agreed. And maybe Wilson. Wilson, I, I never trusted him, although he's such a good player. And he's Agreed. a talisman for Newcastle, obviously. Complete but talisman. I never, I never trusted him as I, I think I got him for one game week last season. Yeah. In a, in my free hit or something like that. I, it's, he's not a player I ever get. Agreed. I like I like the look of all of these players. I'm not disagreeing with any of them. I would only add Ivan Tony into that because but he's starting he's in my team anyway, so that's probably not fair. Um he wouldn't be watchless with um, I've got Embelmo, that's why I don't I don't want to <laughs> Yeah. What about um, Jimenez? Jimenez? Yeah. Yeah. Interested. Yeah. He's one of my favorites, obviously, but I'm waiting for game week four and later on. Yeah. And he's a really nice price. 7.5. It could easily go down from Ings if, mm-hmm. God forbid, something happens as, as it happens usually with him. Yeah. And because the fixtures go really bad. Exactly. So it's a really nice downgrade to have half a million aside. Yeah. It kind of helps a lot. Agreed. Uh, Newcastle beat Norwich 3-0 in their friendly uh, this weekend. Just to let you know. They did. They did. Who scored? I still don't trust Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was sad. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a interesting price point. There's a lot of choice around that 7, 7.5 price point, And it's just about finding, you know, the gold dust in there really, isn't it? I think it's really difficult. I don't know personally who I'm going to go for. There's every chance you could go for someone like Ings and then Watkins can come in and be the one that's absolutely no problem scoring without, you know, issues. Uh, and yeah. Ings doesn't get any. Ings is just very... And injury prone though. So Very injury prone. Always have a backup plan or, yeah. um, you know, contingency. Definitely. Plan of where to go. It's an easy one if you want to. If you're an Ings and you want to go to Watkins, that's an easy one. Exactly. If you're on Ings, you can go 
almost anywhere that you want to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just the others. Great. Right. What are we on now? We've got are some we... questions. Can I go with left over questions? Yep. So we've got the question from Phoebus, mm-hmm. our famous uh, friend and, and uh, listener. He's asking about any attacker, six million or below. Okay. Who could... Yeah. That that's why I, I, I remember that question. So uh, yeah, mine... if we consider six and below, you know my opinion. <laughs> Fabio Silva is the one. Fabio Silva's the one. Fabio Silva for me has if you want us to sell him for you, he didn't start the last game, yeah. <laughs> uh, which was against Celta Vigo or Celta Vigo uh, on Saturday. They lost one nil. Uh, did he come on? That's the question. Uh, fill in for me while I look. Yeah, I think that he might not be a good asset to just randomly pick now. No, but just keep him on your watch list because if you see him getting some minutes, it might mean that he's going to start getting in the team. And um, depending on if they transfer out any of the wing of the wingers, yeah, because we don't know if or if the wingers are going to come back because Potenza yeah. is out, uh, Neto is kind of in doubt. Yeah. Uh, of course, they've got Traore and Princhao, who are basically the ones next to Jimenez. But if, that's if Lage wants to... Me. So that's why... Um, so he... Jimenez came off for silver in the 78th minute in the last game mm. they played. And Trincao played right wing, Treore played left wing, they played five at the back, and Moutinho and Neves just behind that. Uh, Aitnori didn't play, uh, didn't start, sorry. He came on in the 79th minute. So if that is the way they're going to start, that is going to be a problem for the silver. Owners. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Maybe then the Kucho one you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Kucho is... Uh, if he keeps his position. Definitely up there for me. He has started every game. He's also down as Hernandez. Uh, so he started the last game against Crystal Palace. He missed the one before that against Arsenal on the 28th, uh, as far as I'm aware. But he did play against Stevenage and against uh, West Brom. So he is 22 and he's 5.5 and he looks like he might be playing. The other guy that they did have was a guy, uh, Jao Pedro. And yeah. he was the guy that scored about 11, 12 goals from the last season in the, um, championship. in the championship. And he's now injured, which is why I'm not too certain on him. They signed a guy called Emmanuel Dennis, who might also play. They've got so many strikers. Have you noticed? It's kind of like... Crazy. <laughs> Half of the team is strikers. Isaac Success can also play as a striker. Joshua King is also, this is a left winger for them instead of being Where's a Troy? Striker. Where's Troy? The big Troy. Troy is also, yeah, Troy's also in there. So, yeah, you've got uh, Stipe Perica, Ashley Fletcher, Andre Gray. Uh, yeah, you've got matters up. Be front. careful, guys. These are not suggestions. We're just saying no. that these are the players of Watford. They, they all exist. Us. And it's dangerous. Yeah. Very dangerous. Uh, how much is Adam Armstrong? Six. He's six. For me, yeah. that's not a bad... That's a good price. It's kind of like Che Adams. Yeah. If... A year ago or a bit more. Yeah, it's kind of this, this price that range. That sort of thing. He's not had time to settle in. So there's a bit of struggle there. And it's what the far. team is going to show because the team has no yeah. wings, probably no best regard. We don't even know about Ward Prowser if he's going to remain. So it's... I, I don't like the, the thought Agreed. of having a player in such a messed up team. 
Agreed. Um, you've got, in addition to that, you've got Vidra, who does start, and Rodriguez, who who may or may Rodriguez not. Rodriguez on fire in in the pregame in the exactly. preseason. He's um, really in a good shape. And then my last pick in that price bracket. I think is Aaron Connolly. And that sounds awful, mm. but I really, I've been looking, I've been scouring this price bracket for value. I really, really have. Uh, not because I saw this question, just because I'm looking for it with my own team, because currently it's got Fabio Silva in it, and that's not a person I want in my team. But Aaron Connolly is one of those players that has been trusted at Brighton. Brighton have really good opening fixtures, and they've only played three uh, pre-season game. One on the 24th of July, one on the 31st of July and one on the 7th. And Connolly started them all and the last one he started as their central strike. Normally he's paired with more pay uh, in some way, but he started as their central striker this time. Which makes me think that he's the one that Potter thinks that he can rely on. I think he's priced at 5.5. He's not the best player. Um, no. <laughs> he's, for me, he's a sort of Shane Long, a hell of a lot of running in his legs. He's going to cause you problems in defense but his technical ability far better than mine naturally but is not quite as as good as you know the wilson's the ings and the Vardys of the game true how's that sound good 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 i think that we'll see i mean i'm saying good but we'll, <laughs> we'll see what fibos has to say about that yeah um i i've got another question from agilos there's a lot of great community involved here so i'm going to pronounce the names um, Aguilos Kosadinidis is asking about uh, what we what we would say about if we had five defenders, five playing obviously defenders because the good ones like play a big big at the back mm-hmm. like TAA Dina Diaz are having a lot of uh, points giving a lot of points equal maybe to the mid price midfielders. So wouldn't that be an option? Um, go for I've it. got you, that you theory. Go I, 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 I started like that. Remember, mm-hmm. I had uh, TAA, Dina, Shaw, uh, Chilwell. I had four really high-priced defenders. Yep. Firstly, I'm worried about how the teams are going to be defensively at the beginning. Exactly. Usually, they haven't. Felt, they don't feel like they're so solid. Yeah. So... You're aiming for attacking returns, which is fine. But if you've got one every three weeks and you don't have the clean sheets to go along, then I don't think there's kind of any any point yep. on spending so much. Mm-hmm. And because the midfielders this season, especially that price mm-hmm. between six and seven, 7.5, mm-hmm. are so good. Yeah, I think that they can only be compared to TAA. No yeah. other defender can be that good yeah. as those midfielders. Agreed. So I wouldn't suggest that personally. Five maybe the throughout back. this year. Yeah, maybe five the year. back. Maybe not. I think five playing defenders is a good good thing. You know, I think the four million defender is a risk, definitely. And it's a risk I'm probably going to end up taking. But five playing defenders for me is pretty much essential. Um, I think if you're going to have five playing in from any of the uh, the three categories, it's, it's got to be midfield because there's so much value at 6.5 in the midfields. So, yeah, I like the big at the back, but you're, you are very right. It takes one shot to, you know, one shot to go in, one mistake in 90 minutes for a team to concede. Whereas yeah. it takes, you know, you can put up a bunch. Attacking is very different to defending, of course. Um, yeah. It's very, especially if you're, if you've got five and you want to go big, 
nine times out of ten, you're probably going to be doubling up on one team, especially as you've got two goalkeepers as well. So exactly, yeah. I think five starting is a bit too much. Is is too much. They're yeah. they're a great value in the four point fives, but I find they're better rotated personally. Yeah. Um, so oh, I, I avoid rotation. I hate rotation. Two four point fives rotating for me is a great idea. Yeah. And then three playing defenders. So you've got four at the back playing for me is is optimal. Go for it. Good. John, you can translate into Greek, right? Banos <laughs> Haralabopoulos. Now, this is a good question. Ziyech, Benrama or Jota? Who's going to go... Who's going to start better even from game week one? Uh, well, You go ahead first. Ziyech has just gone off injured. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so kind of I mean, that easier. helped me out a little bit there. Um... <laughs> You I think, don't trust the it's this season as well. Yeah, you think Ben Rama. No, think... no, you think Ben Rama. Oh, so I'm going to go Jota. One. I'm going Jota. It's it's a bit different in price. I wouldn't put them into comparison, to be honest. Ben Rama no, is six. Jota is seven point five. Is it seven? Is it? He's seven point five. Yeah, and so, so it's, it, it's kind of a big difference. And Ben Rama, if if we have to compare them, yeah, is so much great greater value because of that price. Agreed. And he's more nailed on. So we know that he's, he is, he is, and he's on fire on friendly games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's playing behind Antonio. Jota is a fantastic asset. You know, I think Jota I don't is... like him as I am nervous when I've got him, but he's such a good player. I recommend I Jota. Know. I'm, I'm in Jota. Okay. So I think Great. there's every chance Liverpool could start with a front four. Um, you've got things like AFCON that's going to take out two games around Christmas. That's going to mean Jota plays, you know, pretty much guaranteed. Uh, every single game. A couple yeah. of games, yeah, during the African Cup of Nations. There is a bit where you, it doesn't look like they're, they're going to miss that many games. I think it's just two games. Um, but yeah, the main thing is Liverpool's run. Liverpool have, of the three, Liverpool have the best fixture run. Um, yeah. So... I would say Ziyech looks deadly um, and he's, you know, he scored again in the preseason. He looks to be starting, but there's too much risk about rotation with Chelsea. Whereas, and a bad run. And, and a bad run. Whereas there is some risk of rotation with Jota. You know, Salah, Mane, Firmino needs to drop unless they play four at the front, which has changed the system. All of these things are possible, uh, but still another risk. Uh, you think Ben Rama's the most nailed on, which... Doesn't surprise me. I do feel like he is more nailed on this season than he was last, uh, and he's got a full preseason on his belt. But yeah, I think Jot is the clear choice. Good, good. And two more. Go. A quick one. What mm-hmm. about Cavani? Is he starting? I think he's not. I don't think he's. The, is that he's not fit? And um, uh, Kipros Christou is asking mm-hmm. because he heard something about COVID. Mm-hmm. I. I don't think there's anything about COVID on him. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that he had to be in quarantine because he came from um, South America. Yeah, exactly. And uh, based on the UK regulations, he had to say 14 days, 10, 10 days off. Yeah. And uh, then because it, it's red, it's red country as well. It's not yeah. even like um, amber list yeah. like we were. Um, and he hasn't been um, participating in training or anything. He's not in the friendly games. Even Martial has been playing, which is kind of funny. I think that's uh, the main issue. I think Martial is the main issue because there was a big report that came out this week that said Martial is staying. He's not being sold. Uh, you know, he's going to be leading the line this season. Some, something along those lines. Um, and yeah, Cavani, Cavani's last game was uh, the 3rd of July. 
So Cavani's had a long time to get back and to get fit, but he's been taking that time off clearly. And uh, yeah, we've not seen him at all in preseason. But we've not seen him yeah. much in training. So for me, he's going to be one of them that I would put up there in game week three or game week four. And in fairness, Man United, you know, don't have a bad run of fixtures in that sort of period, do they? They've got Wolves, Southampton, mm. West Ham, Villa. It's better after seven, eight, I think. They've got a really bad run of somewhere there, and then it's it's better. Yeah, you said fifteen. It's a bit yeah. too late. Yeah, exactly. And final question from Fragiscos. Um, yeah. He's asking which one would you prefer, Smithrow Antonio or Benrama Wood? Smithrow Antonio Benrama Wood. I think Smithrow Antonio for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I knew you'd, you'd go for that. Um, Although Benrama is my favorite, you know, but. I mean, we've got I don't trust Chris Wood. Was it Lefteris that said uh, Chris <laughs> yeah. Wood? We need to ask Lefteris. I think, yeah, I think you've got to ask, Les, ask Lefteris. Ask Lefteris. Uh, I think, uh, personally, give it again, Smithrow Antonio, Ben Rama Wood. Or Ben Rama Wood. Oh, we yeah, said that's difficult. Burnley has a good run. It's not bad. Yeah. But uh, do you remember Wood starting off well? He's always Never. coming back. It's kind of like... The Kane August thing. Exactly. <laughs> I think that Wood is not that prolific at the beginning. They also start he... with like good defensive teams like Brighton, yeah. okay, Liverpool, whatever. Everton should be good defensively. Arsenal, Leicester. Uh, Leeds are also in there and they, they're going to be difficult to score against, I think, as well, even though Chris Wood's a good uh, header. Uh, then you've got Norwich, then you've got Man City, and then you've got, and then it starts getting a bit easier. But for me, Antonio is the, the better starter to the season. And Smith Rowe is, is, is a good player. And he he can have like, he's, and he's going to be playing like a playmaker this season. Got given the number 10 shirt. So, you know, he's there. There's no for, Madison. Exactly. There's no, they wouldn't be buying Madison if they'd just given him the number 10 shirt. I know, yeah, uh, yeah we know they're pretty deadly in terms of uh, their transfer business. Arsenal can be pretty crazy with that. But um, yeah, for me, it's got to be, it's got to be Smithrow playing yeah. and playing in that number 10 role and creating scoring goals. Uh, and for that value, he's, he's much better placed, I find. I agree. I agree. The, those were the, the questions I got. And I think that the next step is for us to finalise our teams and reveal them on Friday. Because, of course, there's so many things that we, we're thinking of. Agreed. Uh, we can't be sure. I, you know, I'm a last moment guy. So Agreed. I will happily share on Twitter on, on and on Facebook on yeah. and on our WhatsApp group. Yeah. What we decide what I decide yeah. um, closer to the deadline. Yeah. There are definite problems in my team still. For example, I'm just taking Fabio Silver out now and replacing him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big problem. That's a big, big, big problem. <laughs> no, that's not true. I'm just <laughs> but still. Um, that's impossible. <laughs> there are problems in my team, definitely. Good. Um, so let's go with it. Sorry. I think that um, this is it. The pre-season is coming to an end. Yeah. And from next time, we'll be talking about real action. Exactly. We'll be moaning about our choices. 100%. And we'll be praising all you guys who didn't listen to us. Exactly. what we did. <laughs> yeah. Keep sending us stuff. It's really good to have active um, uh-huh. audience instead of just having ourselves expressing our ideas we want to hear your ideas we want to comment on them definitely 
just at, send us your questions, comments, yeah. anything you like. And of course, we shouldn't forget. Yeah, so we've got to go with the teams. So I've got Bachman in goal currently and uh, Angus Gunn as my second goalkeeper. Good. I've got Bachman in Foster. Good. Then I've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, Pereira, Simikas, Feltman and Eiling. I've got the three you mentioned, Simikas, TAA, Pereira, Digne uh, and Omobamidele. Okay, cool. Uh, then my midfield is Salah, Fernandez, Son, Rafinha, Smithrow. Hmm. Salah, Greenwood, Son, Rafinha, Benrama. Okay. And then I'm on Antonio, Tony and Scarlett. Oh, and I'm Antonio, Ings and Fabio Silva. Okay. With one million in the bank. I'm so tempted by Smithrow to B- Billy Gilmore and then Dane Scarlett to Fabio Silva. I'm playing... Fabio Silva from you know game week three onwards after Wolves had that against Man United. <laughs> no, game week four. Game week three. Yeah, yeah, game week four onwards. Yeah, that's a good one. Man, this is this is risky. It's uh, funny you're going to get Fabio Silva, and I'm not. I think I am. I really think it's going to come in. You know, it worries good. me a lot. You should buy me drinks if he succeeds. Definitely. <laughs> right. Okay. I think that's just done. I think we've got to leave it there. Um, yeah. But yeah. No comments. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go um we'll go with that and yeah we'll, we'll have to say stay safe guys and stay tuned bye thank you very much bye bye also radio <laughs>